What's going on, everyone? This is Andrew from Drew Code, and I am your host. And over in my oh, in my bedroom, in <laughs> God, I wish. Uh, <laughs> over in his bedroom, it's already starting off a little sloppy. Uh, over in his bedroom is my co-host Cody Johnson. Cody, how are you? Hey, good man. What's going on? You know what? I'd love to be over there right now and have an entanglement with you in the bedroom. I don't think our wives would approve, and I know that your birthday just passed, so we may I may have to give you another surprise later. But anyway, <laughs> right. things are going great. Uh, thanks for asking. So for everybody listening, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's starting off funny, so hopefully we continue that. So, anyways, guys, please enjoy. All right, everyone, it's getting weird here at Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, Man, it has been an exciting week, Cody. It has been fantastic. Uh, We've had regular season uh, baseball where there's uh, postseason pushes now. Uh, We've been going through NBA playoffs, obviously. Um, The Lakers uh, moved on. The Celtics and the Heat actually played game one as we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, and then we're actually watching the Clippers and Nuggets, and we're actually watching the Clippers completely fall apart, uh, which is, oh, that's great for Lakers fans because I would <laughs> much rather face the Nuggets right now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then we had our first full week of NFL football. It was fantastic, uh, you know, football-wise. You know, obviously the Raiders – uh, they won their first game, so shout out their first game ever as Las Vegas Raiders. So congratulations to to Raider Nation and and obviously those players. Um, and uh, you know it was great for them. Fantasy for me was a train wreck, and it wrecked my whole <laughs> effing day. Uh, you know, yesterday and uh, yesterday mainly was was a bad week. It was a bad day. So, uh, but other than that, you know. Uh, Hey, it was it was really cool to see all these types of sports on on TV finally, and uh, some normalcy uh, in the world, uh, if you can if you can kind of say that. So it yeah. was great. But uh, before we get into everything else, Cody, how are you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, I can I can uh, feel you on the pain of fantasy because I'm in three <laughs> leagues and I only won one of the games out of the three leagues, and the one I. I uh, I got the victory over was with you, so you know that's always sweet knowing that I got a victory over mm-hmm. you to start the start the season. Uh, I got a long way to go. Shout out to my cousin Nick, who's a listener, who beat me uh, in both of our Yahoo and uh, NFL leagues. So I know that he'll be talking trash to me pretty soon. So, but uh, anyways, man, yeah, football was back. Uh, Monday night football was last night. Watched a little bit of that and starting to feel a little normal. So I'm getting real excited, and you know how I feel about NBA playoff season right now. The Lakers moving on, so man, it's good to have sports back. Yeah. And now we just need to hear some good news with the Giants continuing to win or to push, you know, because now they're above 500. So, you know, hopefully they can push for a, a yeah. wild card because it looks like the NL for some reason is imploding after like spots, you know, four through four through six for some reason. So hopefully we can sneak in there by hook or by crook. So. I'm definitely okay with every other team falling apart. Uh, <laughs> you know, right now the the Giants have a tough schedule ahead, so uh, they're they're going to need a few breaks here and there. But uh, you know, they're they're they've been pretty good. But unfortunately, with the whole positive COVID test debacle uh, that we found out later, that was a fake test. I kind of they kind of lost a little bit of momentum that they had. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little worried about that. And I actually wrote that in my blog um and if you guys are wondering if you know you haven't seen or heard about my blog uh it's called one giant step uh and it is on drewcodesportstalk.com uh all of my uh posts are on there it is a uh, weekly thing that i do once a week um and uh, it's just strictly about san francisco giants baseball and it's opinions facts stats whatever it is uh you know i i write about uh about the giants so uh and i kind of talk about the uh the momentum kind of being shifted into possibly a negative spot so uh go check it out it's a really easy read it's like three paragraphs it's really not that difficult at all it won't take you a lot of time honestly it'll probably take you like 
if you're a slow reader, maybe like five minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> it really will not take you that long. Um, but also go check us out on, uh, on all of our social media websites. Uh, that is going to be Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also go check us out on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, and actually, we're going to be trying to put uh, more content on there. We actually have a plan, and uh, we are going to uh, follow through with that plan. So I'm really excited. Go check it out. Uh, comment, like any of those videos. Um, also, subscribe, rate, and review on any of the uh, major podcast forums. That's going to be uh, Google Podcasts, iHeart, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google, or I said Google and uh, Spotify. So um, go check all those out. And then also go check out fnxfitness.com. They got great workout gear, great workout uh, supplements. So if you're interested, I know I've seen uh, some gyms starting to open up a little bit. So go check them out. Uh, They sell out fast. So grab them very, very quickly. Uh, And uh, we can actually get you 15% off of your purchase that you're going to buy so quickly. And Cody will explain how you can get that 15% off. That's right, guys. All you need to do is go to our website at drewcodesportstalk.com. We have a link called partners that you want to click on. And then that'll actually give you the information that you're looking for for fnxfit.com where you click on that link and then you can use the promo code drewcode15 at the time of purchase to get 15% off your total purchase, especially with the end of season savings coming up. Uh, You can definitely use that discount for more and save a lot more money. And they've got some really good supplements. And if you're like into CBD oil or protein powder or creatine or, uh, uh, you know, your, uh, whatever else protein bars. I think Andrew said he even has, and then fitness gear, they even got sunglasses. So whatever you're looking for, they got, and like I said, you can use drew code 15, uh, for your purchase to get 15% off. And then while you're at drewcodesportstalk.com, you can also look around at the site and we've got full episodes posted on the website that you can listen to directly, or you can click on any of the live links we have on the website that is for uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or for iHeartRadio, which is where you can listen to us. Um, and also you can see all of our social media links, click on those and you can follow us or like our posts or retweet us. Drew's been doing really good about Twitter. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram and like all of our posts and join in with some of the debates that we post on there as well. All right. Well, it was a, that was a great rundown. Proud of you, man. You we got to pay the bill somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not with this um anyway boy oh boy it has been a uh, fantastic fantastic week um you know as much as i want to talk about the lakers and we just saw right now uh like i said we are recording this on tuesday the clippers have officially been eliminated yeah i said that right not by the lakers by the freaking denver nuggets so uh good for the lakers man that's I mean, the Nuggets are not going to be an easy win. I'm not saying that, so please don't twist my what I'm saying. But uh, with the uh, Lakers going against the Nuggets, they actually match up a lot better than they do with the with the Clippers. So uh, this is kind of a uh, this is an easier matchup, in my opinion, for the Lakers mm-hmm. than the Nuggets. But I don't want to say it's going to be an easy like you know uh, series. So yeah. please don't. Please don't think I'm saying that. But I did want to start the NFL. We just had the week one. Um, You know, there were some things that we saw, um, not specifically just in the Raiders game, but in any game, uh, there were a lot of mistakes. Uh, You could see that there were some miscues here and there. And and that's to go with there was no preseason. So that was to be expected. Uh, I honestly thought there were going to be a lot more penalties. To be honest, there was – not as many as I thought I was going to see. So, um, you know, kudos to the to the NFL refs out there, but also not so great because they didn't they didn't you know wow me with with some of their calls. <laughs> some yeah. of them were kind of like what in God's name. But <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, Cody, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, obviously, the Raiders win against the Carolina Panthers, thirty four mm-hmm. to thirty. Uh, it was an impressive win. Honestly, we could have won by more. Uh, we kind of let uh, Christian McCaffrey go all out mm-hmm. uh, in the second half, and that kind of let them come back into the game. But luckily, we have Derek Carr, who's so underrated. Derek Carr is one of those quarterbacks that when it comes to the fourth quarter comebacks, he can do it 
game in, game out. He all he just finds a way to come back. This is his 19th career fourth quarter comeback. So congratulations to you, Derek Carr. Also shout out Fresno State football as well. Um, and uh, man, they they did. I was I was actually very impressed. Um, but Cody, what did you think of the Raiders' offense in Week One? I was very impressed with the offense. I you can easily tell that uh, you know there's some miscues and that they needed to kind of get you know it would have helped to have maybe one or two preseason games to kind of get familiar. But you know for the first game of the season with no sort of lead up to it other than you know shortened training camps and restrictions on training camps. Of course, they did really well. Uh, their rushing as a team was great. Uh, out of 31 carries, they got 133 yards, three rushing touchdowns, all from Josh Jacobs, and they averaged about four. 0.3 yards per carry, which is a great average, um, which basically kind of goes to show that our offensive line was really good about pushing that front of uh, Carolina, who some some said had a decent front. I mean, the secondary is a little questionable, but you know, Carolina definitely has a front that can get after you. So the fact that the Raiders had an offensive line that was able to push the line of scrimmage and we were able to make some things happen with uh, rushing was great. Um, I was really impressed to see that we got rugs involved and clearly, you know, we hit them over the top with some really good, um, you know, some really good things to make the defense kind of honest. And, you know, I love the fact that we got Jacobs involved in the passing game. You know, that, uh, that that's what opens up for the tight end position with Waller who got the team high six receptions. So for all in all though, for offensively, I thought we did pretty well for being a first game. Um, Carr looked really good. Obviously, mm-hmm. during some of the early series, they looked a little rusty. They looked like they were still trying to figure some stuff out. Towards yeah. the end, it got a little bit better. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see some more things get cleaned up, like maybe those blocking miscues when it comes to rushing, um, some route runnings looking a little bit more crisp when it comes to, you know, timing, especially with Derek Carr, because Derek Carr's not one to kind of uh, wait that long for a play to develop before he kind of scrambles. I'd like to see something more where it's a – you know, timed route. So that way it gets him in a groove and then it kind of gets the offensive uh, rolling because I feel like the Raiders are best when they do that. But, you know, for the most part, man, our offense put up 34 points um, and it looked great. Like hopefully we can keep that up. And I imagine that we've got a lot more potential. So the only thing that concerns me is our defense. So. Yeah. um, You know, just going off of uh, what I thought of the Raiders offense, there's a couple of players I wanted to shout out. Uh, Obviously, Josh Jacobs had an amazing day. He, he carried the ball for 25 times for 93 yards, had three rushing touchdowns, uh, had a long game, long rush of 14, um, and also tallied uh, four catches with, for 46 yards. So, uh, and one of them was a was a 29 yard catch. So, um, <clears throat> you know, Jacobs really showed out. Um, but one guy I really wanted to shout out was Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Derek looked good he didn't seem very rusty at all um i know you're saying he kind of needed some short passes i think that's really with any quarterback so i you know to me it wasn't that bad um but uh derek looked really good he looked very confident in the offense Mm -hmm. um it was funny i was listening to the um post game uh interview with john gruden and um Gruden was talking about how he finally was actually able to hear Derek Carr change the the play at the at the line of scrimmage and he goes normally I never hear it and he goes the one time I do hear it he put my wife's name in there (laughs) So, (laughs) so he he said that out there and uh, and he was, and the, uh, one of the reporters asked him, what did that mean? And he goes, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> so I have to ask him because I really don't know. So I thought that was really funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, good for Derek Carr, man. He, he only had, he was 22 of 30, mm-hmm. um, went for 239 passing yards and one touchdown. Now, if you saw those numbers, especially in 2020, you're like, well, you know, he didn't really do much. Well, he was doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just so happens that you had Josh Jacobs behind you who was running like a wild man. And then also, this is the other shout-out I wanted to have, Devontae Booker. He yeah. had four carries, but 29 yards. He is average with 7.3 yards per attempt, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. He actually had a 15-yarder. Um, I was so impressed with Devontae Booker. I thought he, um, you know, 
a lot of people were upset because we we signed Theo Riddick and they thought he was going to be the backup and then Booker comes in and they're like oh how is he going to do he's kind of a he's kind of an older running back but I felt like the Raiders did the right thing Uh, Mm -hmm. Booker looks really good he's a strong runner I think he compliments Josh Jacobs really well it's not like a it's not like a um I guess like a Saints thing where you have Alvin Kamara, who's this, uh, you know, agility, slippery type running back. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Davius Murray, who's more of a power running back. Right. You know, they're not giving you that one-two point. They're giving you Josh Jacobs, and then they're giving you another guy with Booker, mm-hmm. who both of these backs are bruising backs. So mm-hmm. uh, the defense never gets a break from when they get hit, when they have to hit these guys, they have to hit them hard, and it's yeah. going to hurt them as well. So, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Devontae Booker. And he also had three catches for 23 yards. So uh, he was a big part of the offense. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting Booker to really be much of anything a part of the offense. And, and he came up really big. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Henry Ruggs, uh, he looked good. And I watched mm-hmm. the Broncos game and Jerry Judy. He had a couple of really big drops in, yeah, uh, in game now rugs didn't really have that chance because he kind of got injured uh in the first half but he had a big first half and i like to think if he didn't get injured in the game uh he he would have had more yard he would have had more catches and more yards his speed like what they were talking about on the on the broadcast is just unmatched like he mm-hmm. is so effortless. like it just you wouldn't believe that he's running as fast as he is because he makes it look easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Henry Ruggs was was quite impressive, and I'm I was hoping he was going to score uh, that on that 45 yarder. Yeah, but he just came up short. I was I was actually in my car. My wife was driving because uh, we were going to get uh, our favorite place, Benediction, and we were going over there. Or actually, we were coming back, and. Um, so I'm watching it on my phone and my wife was like, I'll let you watch it while I'm, and I'll drive. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm watching it and I see Henry Ruggs and I'm like, ah, yes. And my <laughs> wife was like, oh, you scared me. And I was like, sorry, Ruggs almost scored. She's like, okay. And I was like, that's a rookie. That's so funny. So, um, you know, I, I was very impressed uh, with them. You know, Darren Waller, obviously with the most catches, that doesn't surprise me. He was kind of quiet. He had a quiet six catches, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. uh, his catches actually were, were pretty big time. So uh, kudos to the uh, Raider, 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 Raiders offense. Uh, Cody, so uh, we talked about the offense. Let's talk about the defense. What did you think of the Raiders defense? I think that the defense has got a lot of promise. I really love the fact that we have um, Abram back uh, healthy. He looked really, really good, um, you know, basically his second game in his NFL career because the first game when, we, when he played the opener against the Chargers is when he basically ruined his shoulder. Um, and he did really, really well. He had 13 tackles. Nine of them were solos. He led the team essentially in total tackles. And then I think he had one, uh, one team tackle or one team fumble or something rather like that. But he was just all over the place, which is really good. And he led the defense very well. Um, my concern with the defense is still the same. It's our secondary. Our linebackers did really good at uh, making sure that the uh, running backs didn't go too crazy. And I know K- Christian McCaffrey essentially had almost a 100-yard rushing game. But for the most part, for keeping them under 100 yards is a pretty big win. Now, out of the end zone twice was a really difficult <laughs> challenge. I really think, though, that was more or less because, again, there's no training camp no real lead up to condition. I think like towards the end of the game is when it got harder for the linebackers to kind of keep up. But for the most part, we did well. Um, our secondary though is still my my biggest concern, which has been a concern I've had since ever, I think in almost all the Raiders games I've ever watched, just because it just seems like we have secondaries that have great potential, but we can never round it out. It seems like we can never get off the field on third down. And then once, you know, that team and in this case, the Panthers extend past uh, the third down and basically get another first down, it puts our defenses back against the wall where, you know, due to fatigue, due to a long drive, we then give up scores, which is what we did essentially in the fourth quarter where we gave up 15 points. Thankfully, we scored seven uh, in the fourth to basically seal the deal. And we had a huge stop on fourth down to kind of stop the, you know, Panthers from converting because if they would have converted, they probably would have scored. 
And that's a big concern. And, you know, Robbie, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson had six catches for over a hundred yards. Uh, DJ Moore also had four receptions for 50 yards. Curtis Samuel had five receptions on his own only for 30, uh, only for 38 yards. So those are a lot of catches. Uh, some of them, not a lot of yards, but again, the secondary is giving up some passes that I really think we need to clean up. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I get it to, you know, for like what we just keep mentioning to first game of the season, um, you know, no preseason. So really you're coming in from training camp. So in, in a sense, this is kind of like a, the closest thing to a preseason game we're going to see, you know, I imagine as the season goes on, it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot more cleaner, but you know, Damian Arnett, he showed out really well. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, he did really, really well. They each had a pass deflected. Um, I'd like to see, you know, the secondary kind of, you know, bear down when it, when it counts the most, but for the most part, man, I'm really encouraged by it. I know we gave up 30 points, but they were still alive in the fourth quarter. They made a stop when needed. And that's all that you can ask for in your defense. Just don't give up the big plays and, you know, make it count bend, but don't break defense. And, you know, I feel like that's what the Raiders have. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes the rest of the season, but I'm pretty encouraged by the defense for the most part. Yeah. You know, um, defensively obviously they left a lot to the imagination (laughs) i mean to say it nicely um you know obviously giving up 30 points it's it's something you you don't really want to do Mm -hmm. i mean it's not something you're like oh yeah let's do that um so you know i damon arnett he looked okay uh, he had a lot of he had some miscues. There was one big one where he got beat on a double move. Um, I, I believe it was Robbie Anderson. It might have been it might have been another receiver, but I'm pretty sure it was Robbie Anderson. He gave up a, a, a hitch and go basically, and and uh, you know it was it was it was a rookie mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean that's plain and simple. I mean he was he was hoping for the interception and he gave up a big one. So you know, try to undercut it. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, I thought held his own very well. Mm-hmm. I was, I was actually very pleased with him. Uh, you know, he let a couple of passes go, but you know, again, these are very young guys. Corey Littleton, I felt like did a lot of the little things, you know, they didn't, they didn't mention his name a lot, which whatever. Um, but Jonathan Abram, Oh my God, dude, that guy was everywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere and he he just gives this defense just a a a jolt of excitement i mean it's just it's fantastic it's something you know who he he reminds me of what we all thought carl joseph was gonna be when he first came when we drafted him that's who carl joseph was supposed to be Mm mm-hmm um, and he never, I mean, he had some big hits, obviously. He was kind of that big hitter. He was that kind of guy who you could put in like a linebacker position and, uh, you know, have him blitz or, mm-hmm. you know, have him cover a running back or a tight end. But with Jonathan Abram, he's different, man. He yeah. is just, he reminds me so much of Cam Chancellor, um, yeah. just with the uh, the aggressiveness. Um the in your face, the hard hits. I mean, you could you could say you know Cam Chancellor or or even Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Earl Thomas was mainly known for a lot of his interceptions, his reading. I don't think Jonathan Abram is that kind of a guy. So that's why I said Cam Chancellor. But um, you know, Jonathan Abram, the hit that he had on McCaffrey was just. <laughs> I was like, oh. Even my wife, when she was normally when my wife watches football, she's just kind of looking at it and, and it was like, oh, that was a nice play or whatever. But when she saw and heard that hit, she was like, oh, is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was a good hit when my wife is reacting like that. Um, it was a little sad to see Kwiatkowski uh, go down with an injury. Um, it doesn't sound as serious. He had an MRI, I believe, yesterday. Um, but they haven't said anything. It was really depressing to see Trent Brown go down. I know he's been struggling with injuries uh, during this uh, training camp and, and now week one. Uh, we don't we still don't know anything about that yet. Um, but then the right tackle that took over for him also got injured in that same, I believe it was Sam Young, 
Mm-hmm. He got injured in like <laughs> within like ten plays. Uh, so then they threw out uh, Denzel Good, and Good did a well. He did a good job. I mean, he was <laughs> uh, he stepped up to the plate. He, I mean, Derek Carr. He he was switching up the plays quite a bit, and uh, he was he was on it. Uh, so good job by him, man. I'm I'm glad that the Raiders uh, did an excellent job with that. So. Uh, yeah, but I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, there obviously I want to see more out of Max Crosby. Cleveland Farrell, though, I was very impressed with towards the end. Uh, you know, first three quarters, he wasn't great, but Farrell in the fourth quarter, not just the, the, the um, what is it, fourth and one uh, stop that they had that he was the initial uh, guy to, to hold him up, mm-hmm. Um but uh, really, he he was just kind of around every play. I was kind of noticing him a lot in the fourth quarter. So I thought he did a great job. So uh, that was good to see, especially since we spent a uh, fourth pick, not fourth round, fourth pick. Yeah. On so uh, you know, it was it was really good to uh, to see him and and him kind of make some uh, plays there. So all right, Cody. Well. Um, kind of sticking with the whole Raider theme uh, besides Josh Jacobs, what was a, what was a Raider that really impressed you that you are like, man, I want to see, I want to see this more and more every Sunday. I think honestly, my focus would go to two Raiders. Like if I had to, if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'm going to break the rules and go with two. I would say I can't wait to see Jonathan Abram continue basically his energy that he brings to the Raiders The only reason why is because I completely agree with your Cam Chandler comp. I would even say that the Raiders have an energy about their defense that is not really replaceable, um, especially when Abram is in there and especially when Harris is in there as well, who's who's one of the co-captains. Because when those two safeties are there, Harris is a great ball hawk, but Abrams just brings this toughness. And it reminds me of when the Colts had a really good defense back in 2006 when they won the Super Bowl. They had Bob Sanders as as their safety. And he wasn't known for interceptions. He was just known for toughness, aggression. That defense played nastier when he was on the field. I feel like the Raiders play like that when Abram is in the safety position. It showed when they played the Chargers that they had this aggression and attitude that you just didn't have before. Um, you know, he was all over the field on Sunday, continuing what he left off even last season. And I feel like that the Raiders just play with this aggression when he's in there. And I feel like that that energy – helps that defense out a lot. And I'm curious to see how he continues to help the, help the defense get re-energized to where, you know, they make those crucial fourth down stops like we need, you know, in crunch time, like what we saw on Sunday. Um, and I would also love to see Josh Jacobs continue with the role that he has. I love the fact that, uh, you know, Gruden is getting him a lot more involved in the passing game. I loved how he's a lot more aggressive of a runner in his second season. One of the things I'm concerned with is that whole, um, you know, sophomore slump that he'll experience. And with all things considered, with really no, you know, no full training camp, no preseason, he came out looking great. He almost had essentially identical stats to Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, some argue is like the, you know, I'll say he's the number one running back in the league right now just because of how versatile he is. Josh Jacobs is right there behind him in terms of talent. I would even say uh, Jacobs is a little faster in terms of speed. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would love to see Jacobs more. I would love to see him, you know, turn and burn, you know, down the sidelines. I'd love to see him, you know, continue to be more involved in the passing game. And just because once you get him involved and you start play action, you get Waller open, you get Ruggs open, you get Mm -hmm. Winfro open. I mean, there's so many things that – there's so many possibilities that open up once you get Jacobs involved, and especially now that he's healthy with a healthy shoulder – there's no telling what his potential could be, especially at full strength. So those are the two Raiders I'm really looking forward to. And I expect those two to be a big part of the game that comes up uh, Monday night against the Saints. Because the Saints are no joke. But I think if you know we get a repeat performance and even more out of those two, I think that we're going to be a very, very, very tough team to stop. And you know we may not beat the Chiefs you know, because no one's going to really beat them. But we're going to be very, very close in my opinion. Shades of Bob Sanders, man. I haven't heard that name in a while. Oh, you want to you want to keep one up in me? All right. What about Rodney Harrison? Or I'll go even further. Ronnie Lott, huh? Oh, How I was going to go short Paul because I wasn't born back then, Papa. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
dare you? I saw Ronnie Lott play. I do were born Rod, back then. I do miss Rod uh, Woodson though. He was a Raider for a bit, and he was a Rod really. He, he was, was a, a really ball hawk great, more. I think. Yeah, so. he was a great safety yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, um, you took mine. So first of all, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you again for uh, going against the rules and not picking one, picking two? Shame mm-hmm. on you. Uh, but yeah, I, I had Jonathan Abram. Um, you know, you, you talked a lot about him. I don't think I need to go too much in depth, but I was just so impressed with his energy. I mean, that's what we saw in that Denver game, Monday night Denver game last year in week one that was so sad to see him get injured and basically be out. Well, he, not basically. He was out for the year. Uh, that was so sad to see because he you could tell that the defense was playing different with him on the field. Like, he just adds some energy and it's not necessarily his play obviously though he did have 13 tackles as you mentioned nine solo tackles but he just has a good energy and and uh that's what the raiders needed for sure yeah um but another player i was very impressed with was and this may be a cliche pick but i'm gonna say it anyway yes obviously josh jacobs but um henry ruggs i was very impressed with um, I thought he was they, – they tried to get him the ball however they could. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they handed the ball off. He had two rushes for 11 yards. Uh, he had three catches for 55 yards. I think he had uh, more uh, targets than, than the three catches that he had. But, um, you know, Henry Ruggs was a guy that was definitely in the game plan. Um, now, you – you know, Nelson Aguilar really didn't make a big impact except for his one catch for the tech, which was the touchdown. Hunter Renfro didn't do a whole lot. Darren Waller was big. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs had four catches. Brian Edwards, I thought they were going to go to him a little bit more. So I'd like to see more out of, you know, I'd like to see Derek kind of spread the catches out a little bit more. Um, but for, for, teams going into this game, especially the Panthers, they had to have known, okay, they want to see what they have in rugs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they've seen them practice, but they want to see what he can do in a game. So they were game planning to, to basically not let him break away, but he's so fast and he's got good hands. And he, here's the thing, this is what his knock was, was his route running. And not only did his route running look good, but he had a couple of routes where he was open and he got these catches. Uh, you know, hey, I'll say it. I wanted Judy. I wanted Jerry Judy. I wasn't thrilled with the Ruggs pick. As I kept learning about him, though, I was getting more and more into the Henry Ruggs pick. And now that I've seen him, I'm all in on Henry Ruggs. I think this kid is, is special. And if he can keep this up, if he can continue to catch the ball how he did, and if he can continue to run how he does, uh, Henry Ruggs is going to be a good Raider for a long time. All right. Cody, what can the Raiders improve on for the Monday night football game against the New Orleans Saints? But I want your, uh, I want your answer after the break. All right, Cody. So what do the Raiders need to improve on to uh, face the Saints and possibly, uh, possibly win against the Saints? I'm not sure if they're going to win, but, uh, you know, at least make it competitive. Well, I think one of the things that – first off, it starts with defense. I think offensively we would be okay. I know that the Saints have a pretty good defense with their secondary, so we're definitely going to have to utilize the run game. Uh, don't be surprised if they take Waller from us. But, you know, I think this is where maybe we use rug speed to our advantage since he runs so effortlessly – maybe use him as a decor, get him focused on the game plan to where he either draws attention or he gets some wide open looks or quick outs, you know, get some flow going with Derek Carr. The reason why I mentioned that uh, earlier when I was making my point about the Raiders is, you know, when when Derek Carr gets in a rhythm and gets, you know, the opposing defense on their heels, you know, and the Raiders get a hurry up offense, it really gives the Raiders an opportunity to strike first you know, put the defense in a compromised position where they're like running off a low energy. And especially if you, especially if you have a couple of defensive stops on us early in a series, it makes it really tough for the Raiders to carry momentum. So, you know, with those quick, uh, quick routes, uh, you know, quick passes for Derek Carr, I think would help that a lot. 
Um, you know, we'll definitely going to have to utilize Josh Jacobs a way that is more maybe along the lines of the screen game, maybe get him more of wide receiver, uh, kind of set out as a wide receiver to get some uh, mismatches on the linebacker side or maybe a, a safety that's not so quick. Um, but it's also going to be with the defense. How are we going to stop, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, who arguably is maybe a little bit more shifty than Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we don't have to worry about Michael Thomas, but we do have to worry about Emmanuel Sanders, who has seen the Raiders a bunch of times. So he's very, he's very familiar with how we like to play defense. Um, you know, in the Saints, especially Drew Brees, he's very cerebral. He'll cut us up, you know. Um, good quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees have always had the Raiders' numbers because they can just figure out our defense with no problem. And our defense needs to find a way to apply pressure not give up big plays and just keep everything in front of them. And if we can do that, we have a chance. And, you know, an argument could be made that the Saints won because of um, miscues from Tampa, which got them, you know, a defensive touchdown. And if the Raiders cannot make any mistakes like we did on Sunday where we gave up no turnovers and we had only three penalties on the day, I think we'll do really, really well. But, uh, it, again, it's going to start with the defense, and it just depends on how the offense's momentum carries us. Yeah, um, <clears throat> here's the thing. Uh, the, the Saints faced a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that hasn't played with each other. Um, so th- that is something right there. Uh, you know, as great as Tom Brady is, you and I went down every single NFL team and their schedule, and we I think we both penciled in the Saints win this game. Yeah. And it was kind of – it was kind of evident because it's in New Orleans, first of all. And second of all, it's week one. So Tom Brady hasn't played with these guys. Um, Gronk, we don't know what to see out of him. I mean, he didn't do much at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a lot of learning. I mean, and then they added Leonard Fournette real late. Uh, Mike Evans hadn't practiced basically all camp. Um, and Chris Godwin, I just don't think he has that repertoire with, uh, with, uh, Tom Brady right now. So, um, this was an easy, I mean, if you were a betting man, uh, honestly, out of every single game, this probably would have been the one game that I would have bet on saying that the saints were going to win. Uh, I, I think it was just so evident. So, and to be honest, here's the thing, here's the thing that's good for the Raiders. The Buccaneers sacked Drew Brees one time for nine yards. That's good. If you can get to Drew Brees, that's already good. The second thing is Drew Brees was barely over 50% completion percentage. He was 18 of 30 through only 160 yards. Now, granted, he did have two touchdowns. But the other thing that I saw, too, is the running game didn't really go well for the Saints. Now, you could argue again, oh, well, the Buccaneers' defense, they're a lot better than the Raiders. Okay, I'll give you that. You know, that they're going to probably be um, a lot better. But the thing is, is the Raiders have had Latavius Murray. They know what Latavius Murray can do, which to me means they know how to stop Murray. The other thing is they've had Jared Cook. Jared Cook is an older tight end and so you can slow him down and I think if Jonathan Abram hits him just a little bit too hard I think Jared Cook is going to be a little more afraid to go towards Abram now the one uh, outlier for the Saints is Alvin Kamara Alvin Kamara only rushed for 12 times 16 yards not great but he had five catches 51 yards for a touchdown that's averaging 10 yards a uh, catch, 10.2 to be exact. So with Alvin Kamara, you have to stop him on his passing game. Make him be a strictly a running back because Drew Brees is going to live and die by these dink and dunks to the running backs. Drew Brees does not, is not the Drew Brees of a couple of years ago. So what the Raiders need to do is they need to look at these and they need to go, okay, Alvin Kamara was not a big threat in running. So if we try and make them run versus like Drew Brees gun it to all these receivers, 
we still might have a better shot because we know how to stop Latavius Murray. Alvin Kamara, we're just going to have to live with it. I mean, if he gets 90 rushing yards like Christian McCaffrey, as long as we can hold him under 100, I think that's a win. So um, I think there's a lot of positives. And I think the Raiders do have a chance. Now, do I think they're going to win? As a Raider fan, I'm always going to believe that they have a chance to win. Always. Um, do I think they're going to? No, I don't think so. I, I think this is going to be a loss for the Raiders. I had this penciled in as a loss in the beginning. Not because I think the Raiders are bad. I just think that the Saints are that good. But the other thing that I wanted to bring up is we also have Dennis Allen uh, as the defense coordinator of the Saints. He was also one of our former head coaches. Mm-hmm. So... One thing that I learned about Dennis Allen when he was a Raider is he likes to blitz no matter what guys he has, which means he lives and dies by man coverage and blitzing. So you can burn these, these cornerbacks with Henry Ruggs. I think Henry Ruggs is going to have a big, long catching touchdown in this game because they blitz a lot, and Derek Carr likes to get rid of the ball early. And when you have a guy who can run as fast as Ruggs, you can just flip it up there and let Ruggs go run and get it. I really believe this. Um, And I don't think any Saints player can stop Josh Jacobs. I really don't. This, This Saints team, they always talk about how good this defense is. This defense is so good. I think they're good as a unit. But I don't think they're great. And I think you can break this unit down fairly easily. If you get in their heads in the first quarter, they're done. They cannot stop it. And as bad as Tom Brady played, they still put up 23 points against that team. And honestly, if you watched the game or you saw how Tom Brady was playing, you wouldn't believe that they got 23 points. So you could argue too, oh, well, maybe it was, you know, it was those junk time. It, it, it doesn't matter. The Raiders, I think, have a actually a real good chance to beat the Saints. The only thing that's going against them is the Saints team has worked with each other for a long time. The Raiders team basically has only worked with each other for a year, and the receivers don't have that great uh, chemistry with Derek Carr yet because they're all very young. So I think that's going to be the difference. Um, but I do think that it could be potentially a another 34-30 game, mm-hmm. um, possibly in the favor of the Raiders, but in my opinion, I, I think the Saints get this one. But nothing to hang their heads on. I think the Raiders are going to look good, for sure. I think it's definitely going to reveal who we really are against an elite team. I don't think Carolina was a playoff team, per se. I mean, they're, they're a decent team. They're respectable. But yeah. they, are, have, they do have a rookie head coach, a first-year uh, first quarterback with uh, a new team new receivers, very little training camp. So Raiders thankfully have a little bit more continuity with a lot of their players. I think the Saints being together for as long as they have with the coaching staff and the players, I think it's a good test for the Raiders to see where we're at when it comes to elite teams in a sense. So I'm curious to see how well we do. So, Yeah, for sure. All right, Cody, we only have a little bit of time left, um, but I do think we need to touch – base with this uh obviously the los angeles lakers they moved on they beat the the rockets um man honestly i know a lot of the games were close but it kind of felt like a domination over the rockets like it just seemed like the lakers were kind of toying with them Mm -hmm. uh obviously one of the main toys was letting Westbrook shoot from three with no one around him for like 10 feet, which was just so funny, man. And then every time he went inside, it just seemed like LeBron James was swatting his layup. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were, I think there was a swat in every single game on Russell Westbrook from LeBron. And I think that was a message from LeBron saying, uh, you're not doing anything in this series, buddy. This yeah. is not your game. And I think it was because Westbrook does talk a lot. Uh, he he talks a lot of trash. So I'm sure LeBron kind of wanted to do that to shut him up a little bit. And it was great, too, because everyone is now kind of getting on Westbrook because he was talking about um, 
he was like, oh, don't double team me. Don't double team me. And they were down by like 29 points. So it was like, dude, you're worrying about the wrong thing. <laughs> like you should not be talking when you're down almost 30. Right. So, um, boy, it, it looked like a domination. So good, good thing for the Lakers. Um, but now with the Clippers, they went to game seven. Obviously, they lost to the Nuggets. I was kind of thinking of this. I kind of believe the Lakers are underrated. I feel like a lot of people have been talking about, well, the Lakers, they haven't been shooting the three well. Well, their last game against the Rockets, they broke a Lakers record uh, for most threes in a playoff game with 19. Uh, you know, they were talking about, well, their defense, you know, they should be a lot better. They didn't look great. Oh, they just stopped Russell Westbrook from doing literally anything. Uh, James Harden was terrible shooting in this series. I don't think he was that great. I mean, I know there were a couple of games where he had over 30 points, but it wasn't great shooting percentage. Uh, PJ Tucker, I mean, he, the biggest thing he was doing was offensive rebounds. Um, you know, Honestly, Eric Gordon was not hitting well. Um, Robert Covington was at the when they traded for him. I thought that was a great trade for them, but now looking at it, it was like he, it really didn't do anything. Yeah. So I mean, Cody, I mean, do you believe that? Do you think that the Lakers are kind of underrated in this uh, postseason? No, I don't think they're underrated at all. Because first off, we have LeBron James. And LeBron James, we all know this, has just has another level that he kind of establishes in the playoffs. And granted, it's a little different this year, of course, with COVID and them being in a bubble. But again, one of the things I'm loving is that we're now weeding out the best teams and the strongest players and coaching staffs and plays and executions because there's no fans that are cheering in the stands. There's no home court advantage. It's essentially 100% neutral. And essentially, it's, you know, players executing systems, executing, you know, uh, plays that have to happen, getting to the right personnel. And in my opinion, the Lakers with AD and LeBron, LeBron, especially with all the experience and how hungry he is to get back to the championship, just doesn't make us an underdog. It makes us somebody that, you know, we expect to get to this point now. It's just finally we have the tools to do it. And, you know, you mentioned about the Lakers, um, you know, hitting a franchise playoff record with threes in game five against the Rockets. And we've always been, you know, we've always been subjected to poor three-point shooting with stats in the regular season. But, you know, when the Lakers are locked in and credit, I think for sure to LeBron, Rondo, and, um, you know, I think those two are really, galvanizing the team to for this you know championship run because of course those are the two players that got this championship pedestal on each of them you know when they're in sync you can completely tell that the ball is falling for them you know especially 80 he can do so much and he opens up so much for LeBron where he can take plays off plays off focus on defense or focus on his three-point shooting and you still have a viable a defense you know granted we have we take you know a lot of plays off in in quarters that we shouldn't be doing. Like sometimes we're suspect defensively in the third quarter, which is my, which is a huge concern because we go into a half of the big lead. We surrender it in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, we're in a big old dogfight at the end when we don't have to be. So, you know, the Lakers, I think for the most part, aren't underdogs or underrated by any means. I think there, we have a higher ceiling than people had thought. But I think with LeBron James, the expectations are championship or nothing, especially when you have AD. So, like, this is expected. You know, you need, to, you need to push your players to perform better than they anticipated. And, you know, if that means shooting, shooting the three better than what you've done before, that's what you got to do. Or especially what they did with the Rockets. They just proved a point that they will out-rebound them games three, four, and five in consecutive order, and they dominated defensively to let them know that they are taller and stronger than them. And that's how they kind of blew through the Rockets. And, you know, with the Lakers, they've got a tough matchup with the Nuggets, but, you know, we'll see how they call to it. But the Lakers are dialed in. I think they're finally hitting their stride. And, you know, you definitely can't say that they're underrated because they're they're championship caliber team. And honestly, they're standing in their own way of winning the championship, in my opinion. So real quickly before we get going, because we're out of time. Um, who do you think is going to be the X factor for the Lakers going into the uh, Lakers Nuggets series? 
Honestly, it's going to be Kyle Kuzma, in my opinion. Um, I think we're going to really need him when he shoots the ball. It's got to go in. He's got to be a playmaker, whether it's passing the ball, getting to the cup, you know, spot up threes. I think we need to have Kyle Kuzma step up and be the third leading scorer of the team dominantly, in my opinion, because you've got Michael Porter Jr. on the other end with the Nuggets, in my opinion, is their X factor who we're going to obviously play. And I think he's so athletic. He can shoot the ball. He can put it in the paint, um, you know, off the dribble. I think we need someone like Kuzma to do the same thing to keep facilitating the offense and to give LeBron and AD a peace of mind to know that they have somebody that is going to dominate when called upon. So I really, I really think Kuzma in this case, not defensively, just offensively though, needs to take over um, as the third leading scorer when it's needed. And I think he needs to be the one that kind of, um, you know, that, that uh, we can count on for, for shooting and for scoring and all that. So I, I think Kyle Kuzma for me is the X factor. Uh, X factor for me is going to be Rajon Rondo. Um, the way he <clears throat> finished uh, the series against the Rockets, the way he was shooting, uh, his decisive playmaking, uh, we're going to definitely need it, especially with him coming off the bench and kind of being on the second team. I think Rondo is uh, is going to be the X factor. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, we didn't get to talk about Giants baseball. They're kind of in the running for postseason. It is. We got about another couple of weeks, so we'll probably get a little bit more into uh, Giants uh, baseball as that kind of starts closing in a little bit. But obviously, NFL was king. Uh, first week started fantasy footballers, everything. Uh, and obviously the uh, NBA playoffs going on. Uh, now the Eastern Conference Finals have started and uh, the Western Conference Finals are officially going to start Friday. So really excited about that. Uh, you know, go Lakers, go Raiders, and uh, go Giants. Uh, Cody, any final thoughts from you? Nope. It's great to have all the sports back. So, you know, let's keep it that way. And good luck to anybody in fantasy sports, whether it be football or baseball. And don't forget to wash your hands and wear your mask. Absolutely. All right, guys. See you next week.